All right, welcome to The Real Deal Podcast with myself, Manny Marshall, and Joey Blute. And I'm actually really excited that Joey's here. And uh, Joey is one of the uh, masterminds, a manager, um, you know, I know Paul Richards is the coach, but you know, you're kind of a coach too, but you've been involved with Tampa Bay Damage and, uh, and Florida Paintball and been around the game for a long time. What do you think of what's going on with Dynasty right now? I got to believe, like based off what, I, what I've been through with Damage, and you know, we've been doing this now for six years, seven years, something like that, mm-hmm. and I can see in some of my guys, it, it's not that they lose the urge or the fire, they just lose the drive a little bit, right? So you got to get something to spark it and get the drive going, you know? Like what we, honestly, Keith Brown, uh, Jacob Edwards, uh, picking up those kids was, was huge for us. You know, it, it put a spark on everyone's ass because they all realized that, yeah, you're good, but there's some kids out there that in a very short period of time can be just as good, if not better than you. Mm-hmm. Very short. And they're also faster and smaller and quicker. So you better get your shit together. And a lot of the guys, it, it lit a spark on them where they were actually going out and, and working harder at practice. You know, it was noticeably different. I think with with Dynasty, if you look at it, they're, they're new players like Mouse and Dalton and those guys. Those guys have been playing pro for eight to ten years now. That's not a new player. That's not that's not any kind of drive. I mean, you want to get inspiration, look at Ironman. They have three or four experienced players, and they have seven or eight guys that I bet you I could line up and half the people over. I bet you 90% of the people in paintball land wouldn't know who the hell they were. Oh, totally. Without their jersey on with their name on it. Yep. But I look at them as what we were three years ago, the Ironman right now. You know, we picked up three or four guys with names, and we picked up six dudes behind that, and we built a team around it. Now my guys that I built around it, like Chad Bougiers, Ramsey Yusuf, Keith Browns, Jacob Edwards. Now everyone knows those guys. Those names are almost as familiar as, as my, my – they're more familiar than my big names. Timmy Probst was my big name. People don't even yeah, know Timmy. Holiday and Timmy people were the big know, names three years ago. They don't even know ago. who those people are. My, my new kids are eclipsing those guys, but those guys are still studs. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, but you know what that means? That means you guys did a good goddamn job with your program is yeah. what that means. Yeah. I, I like to think that, that we've uh, we've taken some steps to, to change the way paintball should be done from start to finish. And I think if you look at some of the teams out there, there's definitely some good copies going on. You know, nothing quite the same, but look at Houston Heat. You know, he's, he's the owner-manager, but he's not a player. Uh, they have an owner manager who's not the player, and then they a have job. a coach yep. uh, who Great coach. just coaches. He doesn't deal with anything but coaching, and he's probably one of the best coaches, if not the best coach, in my opinion, in paintball. Mm. Um, no offense to, to Paul, no offense to, to SK or any of the other guys out there doing it, or Todd or any of those guys. You know, obviously they know what they're doing, but he's he is a, a really good coach. And, and what he does is he's taken a team of guys that nobody had a, a shit clue who they were, minus three or four dudes. So I mean, to me, it's like you look at the Ironman, you look at Heat. Um, those are the kind of teams that I think are the future of, of what's going on because they're not staying with the, the stagnant. They're bringing in the new. Well, it's interesting because you talked to SK about it, you know, Skinny Kevin, the coach of the Ironman, and, and he's pretty cutthroat about the way he handles that team and also very uh, pragmatic in his approach to the game and how he looks at the team. And it doesn't really matter to him the name on the back of the jersey. Now, yeah, there's much more likelihood that a Brandon Short or a Mike Paxson are going to be guys that are going to contribute over the long term because they've done so in the past and they potentially I wouldn't even say the long term, Matty. I would say that those guys are going to contribute in the short term. Well, that well, what I mean is that you're right, in the short term, but also somebody you can build around. Correct. But, but for him on the field, it's not about, okay, well, Brandon, you were one of the best snake players ever. Now you're playing the two position, you know, the insert position. And uh, so I'm just gonna I'm just gonna run you no matter how bad you play. No, it's not about that. It's, he's just very pragmatic. He's like whoever's killing people, that's who's getting. That's who's that's the get way the it rest. should be. I, I honestly believe that's. Uh, 
honestly believe that that could be one of the issues going on with the boys in blue. I mean, if, if you look at it, the guys that are playing the majority of the points aren't winning the majority of the points. Maybe it's time to switch some shit up. Well, <laughs> that team, though, it's, it's tough, though, because it's like if you look at them man for man, it's uh, – and it's not like they're – you know, they're not finishing 12th. But they're not in the hunt, and that's the big thing. You know, if you're dynasty and you're not in the hunt, at this level you don't make Sunday. You're not doing it there. You're not doing it right. Yeah, and that's the truth. You know, if you're consistently making Sunday and you're getting knocked out by a better team, like when we played Heat in uh, Chicago, perfect example. Heat's a good team. He got knocked out and put in fifth place because they played us and we were a better team that day. Mm-hmm. Right. So, I get it. You make it to Sunday, shit happens. That's a finals game. Heat versus Damage. That that should be. That was a finals game at the first event. I know. And so, then now you're looking at a core finals match. Right. So. You know, and with these with these teams with the, with the divisions the way they are and the teams that are in there, you know, it's very 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 easy that at one event you're going to have a stack side and a weak side just because there are it's so polar right now. The top is so strong and the bottom is so weak that I could pretty much tell you the top five teams. I I said the top five teams at the beginning of the year and I'm mm-hmm. dead ass accurate on. Yeah. And, and it's not going to change this year. You know, you're occasionally going to get a flash in the pot. You know, occasionally. Somebody who's not supposed to be there is not going to be there, and somebody's going to pop in who's not supposed to be in. But the top five teams are going to be the top five teams this year, and it's not going to change. It, I, it's not going to happen. You know, Vicious is, is doing much better than they did in the past, and, and Vicious is a very competitive team. You know, Vicious made Sunday what once this year? Yeah. Um, maybe they'll make it again, but I wouldn't put any money on it. Not with the way the teams are getting right now. I mean, Heat's hitting their stride. Uh, Infamous is hitting their stride. We're hitting our stride. Um, Russians are hitting their stride. Russians are, are this. This should be the surprise team this year. And I can't imagine that Dynasty is going to keep sucking. I was just going to say, I like, can't imagine. They've got to be super hungry at this point. So, and if, if they do keep sucking, then it's time for for the higher ups to look at it and say, "Fuck it, blow it up and rebuild it." Because at this point, if you can't if you can't motivate your players in your dynasty at this point, it's time just to start over. It's time to take your three or four, whatever your, your hierarchy is, and, and say the rest of you guys hit the hit the bricks. Well, if you look at the like, if, okay, so Ryan's playing great. Yes. Yosha's playing great. Yes. Oliver's been hit or miss, but he's had some good points. You're not playing, you can't the, you can't have just good points anymore. They're not uh, to make that. You got to be consistent. You got to be Ryan. I mean, if everyone was Ryan and Yosha on that team, they'd be in the finals at every event, and that's the truth. You know, I mean, you got guys that like like Mouse. He'll go out there, Mouse. You could have a couple of loose cannons. You could have your mouses and, and your Olivers, but you really need you need consistent play out of out of all your players, top to bottom. You know, you got to get Dalton can't have a, a good day and a bad day. You know, Glenn has to has to have good days. You know, he, he's his, have we even talked about Glenn this year? Well, Glenn also isn't going to be at the next event or playing at the next event. I mean, I think real life's interfering with a lot of their stuff, which you know it is what it is at that point. You know, if, if real life kicks in, you got to do what you got to do. But in the same note, the organization needs to do what they need to do at that point. And you know, if somebody can't commit to a year, then it is what it is, you know. I mean, I had to do it with Brian Smith this year, arguably the best paintball player ever, in my opinion. I had yeah, to... that first event, that very first event you guys won in Chicago that oh, one he year. Oh, won that. That was Brian Smith putting a team yeah. on his back, dude. Yeah, absolutely, just murdering. People. Absolutely, and, and 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 you know he still is. If he wanted, if he told me right now he could commit the next season, I'd bring him back like that. Which don't be surprised if you see him back next season. Well, I heard I talked to we did an interview with Dave Baines on uh, Paintball Access and. Uh, he was kind of just said that you know with with Brian is that uh, he he's a firefighter and he had to switch houses and he went yeah. back to low man on the totem pole and yeah. it was just one of those like he got a job in like a small small market and uh, he had interviewed with a bunch of people uh, he had been working there for about a month and then a bigger market called him and said hey and I, if anyone knows anything about firefighters you get paid more in the bigger area so he said peace went to the bigger area so that just brought him from being missing a half year to missing a whole year 
But on the same note, it's not like, don't get me wrong, if we had Brian, it would be a difference. I mean, our snake side was, was definitely weak in Phoenix. Uh, I think it was much stronger in Chicago. It was it was dynamite in Texas. So Dynamite in Texas. You know, we've been hit or miss on the snake side this year, so I think having Brian would have been a, would have been definitely, I mean, you, you put a, cal- a player of Brian Smith's caliber on your team, you're a better team, period. <clears throat> so I believe that that next season, if he comes back and he's where he needs to be, that's another thing that we do that other teams don't. If Brian Smith comes back and Brian Smith isn't hitting his stride, Brian Smith won't play. A lot of teams won't do that. If, if Dynasty goes out and Oliver's not playing where he needs to be, Oliver's still going to play. You know, if, if Fedorov's not playing where he needs to be, Fedorov's still going to play. If Kirill's not playing where he's going to be, Kirill's still going to play. You know, we will sit people that should not be sat because of their names and who they are because they're not playing well. And, and that's something that we do because the organization isn't about a person. It isn't about uh, your ego. It's about winning. That's all that matters to damage. All we care about is that we win. Well, let's go back a little bit and talk to me about how... Where did damage come from in the first place? Like, how is it that damage exists? It's actually a, a, a pretty simple story. Um, I owned a paintball store and field in Largo, Florida uh, for a number of years. Um, a bunch of the kids come out there every weekend and play. Uh, CJ Botsolas was one of the guys who'd come out with a bunch of the kids. They had their little team demolition. They were just starting to get into the, the tournament circuit, whatever, whatever. Um, I, I personally have a long history in paintball. You know, I, I played with Strange from the beginning. I played with Static when, when they were dominating the semi-pro bracket. Um, I, I've been on some teams. I've built some stuff. You know, I, I'm, I'm pretty good at what I do as far as, as far as that. And I had a lot of contacts. You know, I, I, I was there when Carthy played his first tournament. You know, I'm the one that, that, you know, told him it was okay that he puked at his first tournament. You know, I, I was there for, for a lot of this stuff. So a lot of these guys I already had contacts with. I've known Matt from when he was Static. You know, I'm the reason why Matt went to Static. When we were talking, he's like, what, do you, what should I do? I'm like, look, Dad, like, I know your dad's on that team, but if you want to excel in this sport, you got to step your game up and go to the better teams because your dad's team's never going to grow past what they were at the time. So he went to Static. So, I mean, I had a good rapport with a lot of these guys. Um, so, and CJ knew that. So when CJ came to me, he just simply said, uh, I want to have a winning pro team. I said, CJ, I'll be honest with you, man. To have a winning pro team, it costs a lot of money. He's like, let's say money wasn't an issue. Could I have a winning pro team in three years? I said, CJ, money's not an issue. I'm pretty confident I can get you a winning pro team in three years. <clears throat> so we set our goals slight, uh, low to start with. We went out and we decided uh, uh, they finished out the D2 year that year. I had a little bit to do with them then, not a lot. The next year when we went semi-pro, um, Doc's Raiders started to have some issues, which I caught wind of. Called it Matt Richards. Matt Richards uh, um, was basically all but done with that team. Son of current of coach Paul, Paul Richards. Richards. And I love... Matt Richards. Yeah, so I was like, Matt, look, dude, I know shit ain't working there. You know, I know you're about ready just to drop on those guys anyways, or they're going to drop you however that went. I don't know. I'm not too into other teams' drama. Um, why don't you just come play and have fun, man? Just enjoy this. You know, build this with me. So I got him to come over, um, and uh, there were some other people we had. I had my eye on. You know, I, I, Strange was still around. It was towards the end of Strange. It was two years left of Strange before they had died. Um, you know, I knew Carthy, but I knew Carthy wouldn't leave Strange. If he didn't leave with the Docs crew, he wasn't leaving that team. Uh, I knew Timmy. I didn't know Timmy well at the time, but I knew Timmy was a decent player at the time, but I didn't really think anything of him, to be honest with you. Um, so I got Matt, and I put him in with all of our regular dudes. Uh, Holiday's best friend at the time actually played with us, um, which kind of a dick move, but he was a decent paintball player, but we kept him around because I really wanted to get Holiday. But... It is what it is. Got to I mean, do what you got to do. Sometimes I'm, I'm an architect, you know. I'm trying, <laughs> I'm trying to build, trying to build a building here. Yep. Right. So, um, 
after after we got uh, Matt on board, um, we went out. Very first event we played was uh, LA Semi Pro. We ended up taking third place. So that that was pretty fucking impressive. I wasn't planning on making the finals at all that year. I mean, when we were D two, we sucked. So I was thinking we were going to go out and you know finish middle of the pack, and I'd be happy. We took third place. So I was like, fucking hey, man, let's do this. So we played two more events. Um, we did decent at them. Uh, we finished in the top four. Holiday, uh, Docs Raiders was done. They fell apart. So we grabbed Holiday. And uh, um, he played with us then. And then when uh, Strange, I could see they were starting to have their internal issues and starting to lose players because of financial reasons. <clears throat> so I started setting up practices with them. It made sense anyways. They were a pro team. Um, I'd known those guys, you know, I, I literally played with those guys. I came up with those guys, you know, I was one of the originals. So we got out there with them. We started practicing them a lot. I, I forced us down their throats, you know, that way my guys could interact with, with some of their guys, figuring when the bottom fell out, I would be there to pick what I want. Mm -hmm. um, the bottom fell out. So uh, Brian Smith was a free agent. It, it happened. It worked perfect. Strange died and Raiders died at the exact same time. So uh, I had Matt. I had Holiday. I'd been talking to Brian. That was like the perfect storm to get the best yeah. Florida guys yeah. in the same camp. It, it worked. Got it worked. the owner well, that's down and just do whatever, whatever it takes. Whatever it takes to make the team win. Got somebody who wants to put it together. You got all this talent on the free market. Like Docs died. First thing I did is I called Paul Richards up. Uh, he's a good coach. He's local in Florida. Um, he's perfect for us because I had kids that, you know, had never even thought about propane. I mean, they all wanted it, but they, literally, I mean, Rumsdale used for the time I think he was 16. You know, I had young kids on my team that needed somebody like like Coach Paul to actually get them where they needed to go. So um, we go out. Coach Paul goes. Uh, I get Coach Paul. I had Matt Holiday. Got Coach. Went to uh, Carthy and I said, "Yo, what do we got to do?" Uh, at the time, he was being courted by everybody because uh, Strangers dying and Carthy. It was a stud. You know, he was the the gem of that team. So I know the I know that Dynasty wanted him. I know that the Russians wanted him. Um, but I know that Carthy was sick of traveling. I know that I had an upper hand on everyone because of that. Um, so I land Carthy. Uh, Carthy says, yo, you need to get Timmy. I didn't really know Timmy that well, but I was like, all right. I mean, I watched him play a little bit, and he was a decent player. Young, fast, small. Yeah, but he wasn't, he wasn't, good dude. He wasn't great, but I was like, you know what? He's got pro experience. Mm -hmm. So I picked Timmy up. The minute I get off the phone with Carthy, I call Brian Smith, and I go, listen, I just picked up Timmy. I just picked up Carthy. I got Holiday, and I got Matt. If I pick you up, worst case scenario, I have five solid ass players. But you play pro, if shit goes down, you five play every point. That was my sell pitch, my sale pitch to him. He said, done. So uh, he was also being courted by everybody. Yeah. Um, but he didn't want to travel either. You know, the, the bad thing about a Florida player is your choices if you don't, right, especially now, <laughs> even back then, once those two teams died, it was you had to travel somewhere. And at that time, all the good teams were on the West Coast. There were no good East Coast teams. No offense to anybody on the East Coast, but they were all shit compared to the West Coast. Mm -hmm. And Dynasty was was the one that had the money to throw around, so they were the one trying to court all these guys. But why would Brian fly 10 hours a weekend to go play with Dynasty when he could literally wake up, roll out of bed, be at the field in five minutes? So I, I was pretty confident I could get him. So we got him. We went out and grew up from there. Um, Met, I've known Dave for years. When I played with Static, we used to play against Cap Factory in the finals all the time. So I had a pretty good relationship with him. And when things were going down with what was going on with him, I, I made a play to get him, which was a good play. Dave's a perfect fit for us. That was such a smart move. And it's funny because Dave's he's a big-time linchpin, you know, and, and he's just one of those guys. I mean, look at the past 10 years, and actually it's in the last podcast we did with uh, him and 
Um, you know, look at Dave. Dave dominated on Avalanche, helped build that team and make it a winner again and, and make it relevant. Then he comes to Excessive. On Excessive, helps us win. Then he goes to Dynasty. Dynasty wins again. I'm not saying, like, Dave's the reason for all this, but he's just one of those, like, really solid eights that you always can count on. He's, and he's one of those, like, role players. Like, every team needs a Yoshrao. Every team needs a Karthi back when he was really right. good. Every team Bates. needs a Dave Bates. Right. You have to have that, like... Our big thing with, with all that is, is, like, when we build our team, we don't build our team around uh, uh, around anything other than solid. Like, I don't want flashes. You know, we have a couple flashes, but even my flashes can be solid. I don't know if you've ever seen Chad play 7-man. We put him in the snake corner at 7-man. Chad goes out there with 12 pods, and he holds it down like a champ. You know, we turn him loose in, in X-Ball, but if, if you want to want to see a whole different player out of Chad Bougier, just watch him at a watch him at a seven man. You'll be like, what the hell is he doing in the corner? But we we try to have our players be very multi multi talented, multitask. What Dave Baines brings in is is a shitload of experience. Um, he fits us well. Like we're not like other teams. If if you're ever watching one of the the, the actual web, webcasts, watch when they put the, the camera in our pits. It's not like other teams. We're not that that hoorah, hoorah, getting pumped up, screaming, acting like fools. Like that's just a waste of energy. When people do that, I mean, I get it. Some people need that to get themselves going, but we're not that group. Like, we could be down six to one, and my guys are still chilling in the pits. You know, they'd be like, might be like, what the fuck do we need to change? But it's not like other teams where people are throwing pods and, and punching stuff and kicking stuff. It's not that group. Like, we're just a really, really chill group, which works for us. I mean, we've been down by a lot and come back on. I think we have the biggest comeback. In race to seven history with a, a six to one, we were down six to one to Hurricanes at World Cup, and we ended up beating them seven to six. You know, like we don't ever get down, and that's why we're able to do that kind of shit because we're just not, you know, we're not that group. And Dave Baines fits that perfect. Um, Justin, when we used him for seven man, he was an incredible fit. We won three of the four seven mans that year. You know, he he fit our guys perfect. This year he came in and it was a little bit of a different Justin. Um, he's definitely I I agree one hundred percent. I expect more out of him. For sure. Uh, am I disappointed in him this year? Yeah, a little bit. Um, just to be honest, I think he's still a good paintball player. And he's definitely an asset to our team. He's not playing bad. He's definitely he's definitely no. an asset. But and you know maybe it's just going to take him a little time to find his mode. He did play with the Russians for a long period of time, and he's moving in like you said with a lot of guys that can do a lot. Now he he came from a program like that, but it was a different program. A lot right. there's a lot of stuff going on. So you know I don't want to knock Justin too hard, but I just you know again I, I expect. Not. I expect, but I'm with Justin, you. I, I expect, expect more. I expect Justin to pick up any slack that Brian Smith lacked. Pretty much, I truly did, and he hasn't done that. Yeah, and that's not a knock against him. Maybe I just, maybe I just expected too much out of him. Maybe Brian Smith is a better player than I thought he was. Maybe Justin wasn't quite as good as I thought he was. That's not a knock against Justin. He's still one of the best players in the world. But I think that what what I expected was a little bit different than what he's given me. Don't get me wrong. He's definitely playing better. He played better in Chicago than he has all year for us. Absolutely. That was probably his best event up to this point, and I'm hoping it just keeps getting better and better. So, I think that um, I think when we have our stride, no one's going to beat us. And that's—I'm not just being cocky and, and arrogant about it. I really believe when when damage is 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 100 percent, it'll be like Galveston, but worse. I don't think we'll give any tight games to anybody. You know, I think we'll go out there and we will just completely dominate from start to finish, which I believe you'll see MAO and, and World Cup. You know, it, defending World Cup is is very important to us. Winning both series is very important to us. It's right in your backyard, pretty much. We're currently sitting in uh, tied for second in the PSP, and we're currently tied in first for the MPPL. So if we can go out during the PSP event and 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 win, it doesn't matter what he does. If we win the next two events, we win the series. If we win the series, we win World Cup, and we win and win MAO. You know, it's a good way to finish the year in the PSP. Yeah. 
you know, the MPPL is the same thing. We go out to DC and, and we win those next two events. We win that series. You know, I mean, what kind of year would it be? I mean, we've won both series before at the same time. Mm-hmm. We got no press for it. No one gave a shit about it. But if we can go out and win both series this year, as well as win World Cup, as well as win Vegas, I mean, you know, that would be a good uh, a good topping to a year. So that's that's really what you know. Our goal is just again, all we care about is winning. That's all we want in paintballs to win. We don't want any of the other accolades from it. You know, I don't give a shit if my guys finish the bottom of the stat list if we win every event. Obviously, that's not going to happen, but to me, it's just about winning the events. You know, if all my guys are right in the middle of the pack, that's acceptable. If all my guys are right at the top, that's acceptable. You know, as long as we're winning, I don't care. You guys can say or do whatever you want as long as we win. Yeah. So, and, and that's really what our, our goal is and what it always will be is to win, period. What is the future for damage? To win. Well, <laughs> no shit. <laughs> no, I mean... Uh, to keep going, you know, I mean, to keep striving, you know, we tried going over to Europe this year, we went up there a couple times, and it's just, it's just too much, um, I don't know how Dynasty does it, and that could be part, of, honestly, well, was, that could be part of the problem with them this year. That's what Hinman was saying, man. Stretching themselves too thin, because in the beginning part of the year, everyone was for it. Yeah, let's do everything, you know, we went and we did the two PSPs, we did, uh, we did a Millennium event, the, the week, we literally flew in back from a Millennium event, had one day at home, wash our shit, get back on a plane and go to Huntington Beach. Two weeks after that, we had to go to another event. So it got to the point where we were gone more than we were home. The guys were starting to get burnt out. Um, I couldn't even get five guys to agree to go to uh, the London event. I tried. I tried my damnedest. I couldn't get five guys who would say, yes, we could go. I had two and three, and that was it. I almost didn't even get to go to the Germany event because I only had three guys until uh, uh, Jason ended up quitting his job because he was sick of it to do <laughs> to be able to go. Otherwise, I wouldn't have had enough guys to go to that event. And that was literally two weeks before the event happened. So... I mean, our thing is is right now we're gonna finish this year up strong. Uh, we're gonna try to win both series. Um, next year we're gonna go out. Uh, you'll definitely see us at the PSP. We'll probably be at the MPPLs. Um, we're gonna kind of wait and see on those guys, see what happens with the MPPL. Um, I like the new format the MPPL is doing. Go figure, it's X ball with seven guys instead of five. Um, if they pulled the car wash out. It would be it would be X ball, which would be delightful or a race two, whatever you want to call it. So. Um, Obviously, this year has been really good for us in seven, man, because the new format, it really plays well for us. You know, we're, we're the kind of team that you're not going to consistently beat us. We may lose a point here and there, but consistently, we don't lose. So if we win 60% of the time, we're going to win all of our matches. And that's kind of the attitude we have when we go out and play. Obviously, we want to win everything. We want to blow everyone out, but, you know, it's not that easy. You know, the other teams would want to do the same thing. So a lot of the times, you get a lot closer than you want. But I feel that uh, for us, the futures, it's good. <laughs> if we can get Brian back next year, that would be great. That's what I was going to ask next. Are you? Is there any personnel changes you foresee happening? Or or anyone? And you think you're going to lose anybody? Anybody that's going to retire soon? Or uh, Dave talks about retiring. Weekly. Well, he's been talking about retiring for three years. He's not going anywhere. He's got no life outside of paintball. No one's going to know who he is, and Dave likes to have his ego stroke, so he's going to stay in paintball for a stroke of the ego. Um, I honestly don't believe that that anyone on our team is going to go anywhere. It's it's not like it used to be. It's not the Wild Wild West where. You know, you got excessive showing up and, and, and offering the world to people. Um, don't get me wrong. I think my guys are fairly loyal to Damage and the organization. We've done a really good job of building it, and most of the guys feel the pride of that. Um, you know, besides uh, besides Justin and Dave, everyone else, and, and Jason, everyone else has been with it since the beginning of it. Um, but I, I believe that Jason knows that he's a huge part of, of how we've been able to turn the corner and go from being a third, fourth team to a first, second team. And... Uh, 
and, and it's just it's easy for him. You know, he lives in Florida. If he lived in another state, I'd be a little worried about Jason because he's the kind of player that people will pony up for. Um, Justin, you know, there's no telling. The kid's, the kid's a wild cannon. You know, who knows? If someone comes and offers him 100 grand and he doesn't go, I'd slap him in his face. So I, I don't foresee anyone else on my team going anywhere. Um, but you never know. It's painful. You know, all it takes is a one Randy Smith from Heat to show up, and, and you know, he's he just basically destroyed the Russians all by himself and made them rebuild, and, you know, he's going out and he's picking off the rest of the aftershock after Travis had his way with him. Yeah. So, I mean, you never know. But I feel confident in our group. I feel confident in our guys. I don't think they're going to go anywhere. If they do, then we'll do what we do. You know, we'll go out and we'll find a bunch of people that Matty's never heard of, introduce them to them, and win more events. Sweet. Just teach me how to pronunciate their names. It's kind of funny to let you just roll around with it for a little bit before we actually correct it. I'm not going to lie. We could have done that with Chad way early on or Rumsey, but, you know. It, you it's know. just fun to just let yeah. me out there, yeah. you know. Ramsey, Ramsey, Ramsey. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's, it's, it's spelled as Ramsey, so I understand, you know. Yeah. So, but no, uh, you know, I, I honestly think that we're, we're in a good spot. I think that, you know, we're not going to, uh, I don't think we're going anywhere. I mean, my guys are still hungry. They still want it. We still have a little, uh, we got the Sacramento damage team that we started a D1 group. Um, based out of Dave's field, so it's it's where we're sticking other talent and bringing it's growing. Them. Yeah, and uh, you know, I mean, Spence, Alex Spence is a perfect example. He's actually um, he'll be playing with us at MAO. He's gonna be back on the roster. Wow. Um, well, we'll see where he's at. You know, honestly, you can't you can't tell while someone can swim until you push him in the water. You know, he looks great at practice. You know, he's doing all the right shit, making all the right moves. You know, healthy. Yeah, he's as healthy as. Well, he's a kid who's just recovered from almost dying multiple times. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, he's, if he wasn't able to play, I, I would not bring him up. He would still be playing with the D1 guys, and that's not a knock on anyone. It's, it's a matter of going back to our, uh, our motto, which is win at all costs. If somebody's not going to help us win at all costs, then they're not going to play. So um, if Spence is back, uh, which we'll know a lot more after MAO, uh, if Brian Smith is uh, back next season, you know, that's going to take our roster to 12 which is not a bad thing. A lot of people get scared about having the extra bodies, but I think it's a good thing. And I also think the PSP needs to up their roster size so teams can grow. I think it's retarded having 10 people on a roster. I think it's one of the stupidest things they ever did. And their, their reason for it was, we don't want the team to spend too much money. Who are you to tell me how to spend my money? You don't want me to spend too much money yeah, to raise my not... fee and you, lower, and you lower my price package. Don't tell me how to spend my money. I know, but it's one of those things that's like... Because I, I listened to those conversations too, and it was kind of one of those like, okay, well, shit, this is, you know, when the economy was, I mean, obviously the economy's not doing super great still, but it's just cheaper to only have to bring a certain amount of dudes than if you don't, you know, if you have no, to bring I, I get it. 12 guys. I get it, and if you can't afford to bring more than that, you shouldn't have to. I bring nine guys in an event. I mean, you know, I could bring a tenth right now, but for me to bring a tenth right now is stupid because I know I have 12 guys started next year and I'd have to bring somebody up just to end up knocking them back down. That's a dick move. Totally. If you let me have a 12, 14, 15 person roster, cap that 15. If a team can't afford to bring 15, don't bring 15. If a team can, you should let me. You should let me bring five kids with me who are going to get the experience of a life, who are going to have the ability to grow faster than anything else. Even if I can only get them into my, my, my games where I'm blowing people out, 7 to 2, 7 to 1, whatever, they get to play two points. That's going to go further than a whole entire, whole entire week in a D1. True. The refing, the, the atmosphere, the you know, they're gonna be ready for it. So when, when it is time for them, whether it's with me or somebody else, they're actually gonna be ready to play paintball. As it is now, I'm gonna have to bring people in. They're gonna get sparse amount of playing time, I'm gonna have to play the shit out of my old guys. You know, it's just it's just it's silly the way it is right now. I would love to be able to bring fifteen guys in an event. Would love it. I would love to be able to grab I mean I have some kids that we're working with locally. I would love to be able to bring them out and, and, 
and get them the experience, get them to that next level faster because it's just going to do more for, for the sport as a whole. You know, right now, if, if I lost two or three guys, I'd have to go steal two or three guys. How shitty is that? How shitty is that if 187 loses two or three guys to me because I lose two or three guys for whatever reason? Yeah, How shitty is it if I have to go steal more Aftershock players? Poor Aftershock. You know what I mean? I mean, it, it, but those guys would leave in a heartbeat. Why wouldn't they? I'm one of the best teams in the world. I lose two or three guys, and I'm still one of the best teams in the world. Yeah. <coughs> so, you, need get, you need to get pros from somewhere. Exactly. And you're not yeah. letting me grow my pros anymore. Yeah. No, that's a good point. I'll see what I can do, Joey. I'll see what I can do. Yeah, I'm just saying, put some words in. I know you know people. Uh, it's a couple of them. Roster, a couple. Roster Lane. I know you ain't listening to them. You should. <laughs> no, Lane does listen to them. Good. Lane, take the roster to 15. <laughs> Teams can't afford it. They shouldn't bring them. So, uh, you want to thank any of your sponsors before we yeah, sign off? Yeah, without a doubt, Die, GI, uh, uh, Protex, Virtue. Um, you know, without without those guys, you know, it it wouldn't happen. Um, definitely, CJ Basolas. You know, this is his this is his baby. You know, without without him and his backing, this wouldn't happen. Um, Byrealprogear.com. Uh, Check it out. Uh, that's that's about it, man. I mean, it's you know, it's it's awesome to be doing what we're doing. You know, it's it's. It's definitely not the kind of job that people think it is. Yeah, we get to travel a lot. But I think if most people had to travel like we did, they sure as hell wouldn't be doing it. Yeah. I get no, to see hotels, restaurants, uh, and paintball fields. Yeah, that's, that's a it. whole nother. Yeah, no, that's that, that's what this that's what that's what this podcast exists for, is to kind of talk about, you know, what goes on behind the scenes. So I'm glad that you were able to Hotels. Yeah. Hotels. <laughs> we saw it was it's uh, airport field food. Airport field food. See, that's, you're forgetting some important stuff. Airport Waiting for the guy whose bag didn't show up. Car rental. Having to deal with something stupid at the car rental. Because don't get me wrong. How Dude, often does it happen? That you bro, the last plus, time I rented plus. a car in Chicago, they had a gigantic... It was like a, I felt like I was on the docks in 1945 when the sailors came home, man. It was like a USO convention in there <laughs> at 10 o'clock at night. Um, I had no idea. Seriously, there was like veterans every. It was super cool, actually. Yeah. I was like actually clapping. They had a giant. There was like a symphony in there, and this is in the Midway Airport in the baggage claim yeah. area. And I'm like, what is going on here? It was so crazy and yeah. loud that when I'm like, I'm, I'm finally waiting this mammoth, gigantic Disneyland like line, and when uh, I'm like get up to the front, and I'm just screaming in this dude's ear because there's like just a. <laughs> Just symbols and trumpets, and it was crazy. So yeah, rental cars. Oh yeah, rental cars are Jesus a big, big part of the hour and a half, two hour wait. And then you got to figure the hour and a half, the hour, half hour to an hour and a half drive to whatever hotel you're staying at that night. Then you sleep, then you get up first thing in the morning. Or oh, I forgot, you got to stop at the shitty restaurant that's still open at eleven o'clock at night to get some food because yep. the guys are all bitching and crying because they're hungry. Yeah. And then it's it's head to the field first thing in the morning to either watch games or play games. And then when you're done either watching or playing, you get to stay out there for another six hours watching or playing. Yeah. Then it's back to the hotel, quick shower, grab some food, back to the hotel, go to sleep, rinse, repeat, three days worth of that. And then Sunday, my favorite day, yay, we won, congratulations, here's your check, here's your shit, shake the thing, <sighs> yay, yeah. so much fun, so much fun, hurry, guys, get in the car, let's go, let's go, let's go, yeah. <laughs> gotta get, get, come on, I got three rooms left at the hotel, shower quick, shower quick. All right, let's get to the airport. Let's get the fuck out of here. Totally, dude. All right, let's do it again in two weeks. Yeah, yeah, let's do it again <laughs> in two weeks. That's the life of a pro paintball player. It's wonderful. Yeah. Just offer that magical moment. It, hey. Finally achieve your dream. And then as soon as you're done achieving your dream, you look back and think, shit, I got to do this in two weeks again. Yeah. <laughs> now everyone's trying to take me down. Right. Hey, when, when's that check going to be cash? Yeah. <laughs> Joey, when are you going to get that check? When are you going to get our money? When are you going to get our money? <laughs> 
Yeah, we play to win the check. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, well, hey, that's your pros, so that's that's where you play. All right. Well, thanks. Uh, thanks for tuning in the Real Deal Podcast with Joey Blute, uh, Maddie Marshall, and we will see you next time. Make sure to like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Peace. Later. Well, thanks for listening to the Real Deal Podcast, brought to you by PainfulAccess.com. And there's a wealth of content on the site. There's videos from the past events. There's player statistics. We have stories and blogs from the top players in the game. Make sure to like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter. You know, that way you guys can stay in touch with all the news and events in the paintball world. And to find a local event near you, make sure you check out PSPEvents.com. There's tons of affiliates all over the world. So whatever level of paintball you happen to be playing at, even if you play rec and you want to get into the game, uh, you definitely can find it on PSPEvents.com. Also make sure to follow me on Twitter and Instagram, Maddie Marshall SD. And let me know who you guys want to hear from on this podcast. And if you like the podcast, make sure you tell your friends about it so we can keep doing this. So thank you guys for tuning into The Real Deal, and be sure to listen in next week.